Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Our greatest blessings as leaders are not limited to monetary value. Oftentimes, they come in the form of relationships. And as leaders, one of the key roles that we have is the ability to relate with others. The question then is, what do you do as a leader when after you've poured the wisdom, your time, your effort, your energy into other relationships? Do you have relationships that pour into you and relationships that you feed from? Welcome to Take Your Lead podcast, and I'm so glad that you've joined us, and welcome to a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. I'm extremely excited and glad that you've joined us and that we can grow together as leaders. On today's podcast episode, I speak to something so dear to the heart of a leader, and that is relationships. Today's episode, we'll be looking at how The relationships that you have as a leader inform the quality of your leadership and the direction of your leadership. Depending on the relationships that you have, you can drift from the vision that you have as a leader or you can move closer to the vision that you have. The thing about relationships, again, is you cannot leave them to chance. It is said that birds of the same feathers flock together. And this is true when it comes to leadership. You need to be able to identify the relationships that form part of your tribe and invest in those relationships. So I'll be sharing five key advices, I'd call them, which I strongly believe will help us build healthy and quality relationships. And this is important because we live in a generation of quantity where we have a lot of followers, we have a lot of people that we have access to. The beautiful thing about our generation is that through social media, You can have access to quite a plethora of relationships. You can relate with someone from across the country. You can relate with someone you've not even met and have a proper virtual relationship uh, and think you are connected with that person. And sometimes you are actually connected with that person. But over and above that, in today's episode, I want us to tear through the cyber relationships and move towards in-person relationships. One of the challenges that COVID introduced us to within ministry and those who are in the event space is hybrid events, being able to have in-person events and being able to have online events. And this speaks of how you need to be able to connect with people virtually, the people that you'd actually be able to connect with in a building, be able to sense their energy And it was a beautiful challenge for me because I had to now speak into the camera, speak through voice notes, speak through text, and see how best I can capture emotion and the mind and the spirit of whatever I'm saying. And this is true because it also translates into relationships. In fact, personal story, I'm laughing at how the relationship with my wife actually started virtually. We met in person. 
after we met in person there was not really a deep connection that we had however through social media <laughs> thank you to mark zuckerberg i always laugh about this and joke about this that quite a lot of relationships uh, actually need to honor mark zuckerberg for being able to put them together and to be able to um speak or limit the distance or make short uh, a distance so that people are able to connect my wife was based in kwazulu natal for those in south africa it's about 500 kilometers plus 600 kilometers plus from where i'm situated which is in Bumalanga. so here's this beautiful lady i've met all across uh the country 600 kilometers away and we have to connect fortunately instagram in fact it was facebook messenger where i was able to slide through the dm and the rest is history however from the dm conversation we had to translate that relationship or conversation to an in-person relationship because it's possible to connect with someone virtually but what do you do when you now have to invest into that person in person and i'll be sharing a few tips as well practically towards the end as application so firstly the first thought i want us to maybe look at within relationships i spoke to this as a leader you need to firstly identify the relationships that pour into your life as well as the relationships that you pour into and this is important because as leaders i always say when speaking public speaking and sharing talks around the space of relationships that you need to have three uh, levels of relationships and the first one is people that you relate with at the same level same class same grouping with you people that you're studying the same things you're learning the same things you're experiencing the same challenges and this is true as well for myself in ministry i need to have relationships with people who are within the same space and facing the same challenges i'm facing speaking the same language and going through similar struggles and this is key because it helps me uh, understand that I'm actually human, that there are certain people who are actually experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. Then above that, I need to have relationships that are above me, people who are further away from me, people who have done things I've not yet to done, people who are doing things I'm dreaming of doing. These are people who are pulling me forward, who are pulling me forward, people who are pulling me forward. So you need relationships that pull you forward. And in order for someone to pull you, they need to be ahead of you. They need to be above you. So you need someone who will be able to extend that hand and say, you're at a good level, you're comfortable, but there's a dimension and a level of growth above where you currently are. And these are relationships that are so prized. And if you find them, you need to honor them. We'll talk more to that as well as to how do you nourish and water these relationships. So once you have those relationships, relationships that will begin to cause you to think differently, where you'll be able to borrow their experience, where you'll be able to borrow their wisdom. People who've done that, been there and got the t-shirt people who do not have anything to compete there's no room for them to compete because they're already above and this is important because when you find yourself relating with these people it's not in an attempt to prove how good you are there's a place and a room and a time for that but this is where you become a student because as a student every student at certain time and place in their lives they are a teacher and this is where you are able to identify, I might be a teacher at a different level, but in this level, I'm not a teacher, but I'm a student. I'm absorbing, I'm learning. My posture is that of receiving. So identify the relationships that teach you, relationships that you learn from, relationships that pour into you. And then you've got the relationship level now. I spoke about the same group, the relationships that are ahead of you, that are pulling you, and the relationships that are actually, I won't say beneath you, but the relationships that you pour into. So these are the relationships where after you've learned and have been enlarged from those above you, you're able to translate that to those who are 
not beneath you because I do not also want to elevate yourself where it seems like you are above them, but these are relationships where you genuinely have found someone to mentor, where you're able to pour into the next generation, into the next person, someone who to whom you are a role model perhaps, someone to whom who looks up to you, someone who wants to do what you are doing, someone whom, and again, as leaders, we're always growing, we're always learning, and that's one of the truths of leadership. We're always learning, we're always growing. And as we move to the next level of growth and learning, you actually look back and I've actually come quite a long way. And only to find that there are some people who are still actually entering into a place where you're stepping out of. And those are the relationships that you begin to pour into and water. I actually have this beautiful visual image of a cup because the cup, for example, if the cup is the one that's receiving water from a boiling kettle, it's stationary and the kettle is the one that's tilted so that the water can flow and fill up the cup. However, after the cup has been filled and it is the cup now that's pouring into a different vessel, the cup that is being poured into is stationary and still. However, this cup now needs to tilt. And this speaks of the posture that one needs to take in relationships, where it's a posture of being poured into and you are receiving and you are aware of that and you are positioned for that. Your heart, your attitude is that of receiving uh, and a posture where you are pouring into the next person. And this is very important because you are always in between being poured into and pouring into the next relationship. This helps you to understand that as a leader, you are called not only to be a dam that only receives, but you are called to be a river where information and knowledge and ideas and exposure and opportunities don't only come to you, but they flow. Not They don't only flow to you, but they flow through you so that as you receive, you're also able to give to the other person person whom you are mentoring or pouring into. And this is so profound. I remember back in high school during our exams time where we would cross night and study, try to understand concepts and work on certain ideas. You'd actually, I actually realized this, that the more I taught the next person, the more certain ideas stuck with me, the more I got a better understanding, the more I actually understood, oh, this is what I was doing wrong. So this is how you're doing it. So the more I taught, the more I understood. And that's the truth of leadership. It's a nuance within leadership that the more you teach, the actually, the more you get to experience and get in touch with whatever you are learning. So firstly, it's important for you to understand and identify the relationships that pour into you and the relationships that you pour into. Second to that, what is key and important is never waste time on relationships that purpose will eject. And this is important because you need to identify your purpose. As a leader, I spoke about having relationships that are aligned to your tribe. This speaks of purpose. Ask yourself, what is my purpose? What is the reason I exist? What is the reason? And this is true within organization, within whatever sphere of influence you are in. What is the purpose of this relationship? Or what is my purpose? Because you'll be able to identify people who are of your tribe. For example, a barber attracts people who need haircuts. And that's like checkers or Target or um, for those in the States, um, whichever shop, it attracts people who need a service from that particular place. It's quite rare where you'd find someone who wants to buy an automobile or wants to buy a car going to a barber to buy a car. The purpose of a barber is to help people sort out their hair. So oftentimes they will attract people who need something to be done to their hair. And this is true within relationships, being able to identify the people who are whom you have something to offer people who actually are becoming better or are being nourished through your relationship, people who are aligned to your purpose. And again, 
this oftentimes tends to confuse a lot of leaders because there's actually a beautiful, fascinating study I was reading of how in a lifetime, if you have five key relationships, water and nourish those relationships because it's really not about quantity when it comes to relationships, but it's about quality. And I mentioned this uh, earlier on in the podcast that we live in a world of quantity, how many followers, how many likes, so many people that you know from a distance, but over and above that, move beyond the crowd and of those key quality relationships. Why? Which leads me to the third point. You need relationships that are quality because these create wealth for you. These are relationships that you are able to be vulnerable and be accountable to because vulnerability in the life of a leader is extremely important. You need to be able to be vulnerable as a leader, be vulnerable with the people that you lead, be vulnerable with the friends and relationships that you have. Because if you're not going to be vulnerable as a leader, you might find yourself in a place where you're struggling with things, but you're not too sure, can I trust this relationship? Because you need relationships that you can trust, relationships that you can be open, you can be vulnerable, you can be naked, and know that I'm covered here. I do not need to worry about my struggles being spoken of behind my back, because I know that I can be vulnerable in this particular safe environment. And vulnerable leaders are leaders who followers can identify with. Because followers or the people that you lead, they need to see you being vulnerable. And again, there's something so powerful I learned recently from Kerry Newoff, and he was talking about where and how to be vulnerable and transparent. And there are different metrics that he uses, but one of them that stood out to me is where he spoke about how you can't be vulnerable after you've dealt with something. Because oftentimes, uh, and this is within different uh, levels of relationships, especially for those who are outside uh, and not within your inner circle, because this gives you time to heal. So they do not speak from a place of being wounded and from a place of pain. And within organizations, vulnerability is extremely important because a culture of high vulnerability leads to a culture of high performance. But again, I know because vulnerability doesn't always come easy. For a leader more especially because you are looked to for strength, you are looked to to ensure that everything is together. I love what Dr. John Townsend, a psychologist and leadership expert, in fact, a best-selling author, in one of his books, uh, People Fuel, Fill Your Tank with Life, Love, and Leadership, which speaks of and helps one understand how people can give you the energy you need to become the best leader you can be. He speaks about relational nutrients as to how every relationship has certain nutrients that it brings in as much as your body needs certain uh, nutrients to be fueled and to be stronger. And these nutrients come in the form of conversations. They come in the form of connecting with other people. And as you begin to get these nutrients, one of these nutrients, as I'm speaking within this point, is vulnerability. Because it gives you covering. It gives you uh, a place of being safe and being covered where you know I'm learning, I'm becoming better. My weakness is not something that I need to be ashamed of, but it's something that can be covered and I can actually grow into creating and making it strong. However, Within you being vulnerable, there are a few things as well. And maybe three ideas within vulnerability is you need to be honest. You need to be honest, confront reality. I think it's the Stockdale Paradox of Psychology, which speaks of um, being uh, confront the brutal facts of reality, but don't lose faith of a better future. So being vulnerable doesn't mean that the future is not better, the future is not bright. It's still bright, but you're still confronting the brutal facts of reality. So be present, be honest, and ensure that you provide the reality. And this helps you to be self-aware as a leader. 
and helps you unveil why you feel the way you feel and why you do the things you do and helps you better understand yourself as a leader. So it's key and it's very important for you to have these relationships because you need a place of being vulnerable. Number four, within vulnerability as well, I spoke, uh, which was the third part of having an inner circle of vulnerability and accountability, you need to be accountable. There's actually an illustration I spoke of recently of how it's a bit hard for you to be accountable to a structure that's smaller than you because accountability needs mature relationships. It needs a strong structure. Imagine with me now, picture an elephant that's tied to a small tree and the elephant is chained to this tree so that it does not move. Just think with me for a moment. If this elephant really wants to move, it will not only move, but it will move even the tree with it to wherever it wants to go. And this is true when it comes to relationships. Because if you're going to be accountable to a tree or an institution or an organization or a relationship that's smaller than you, you'll just drag that relationship to wherever you want to go. So you need to ensure that you've got relationships that are strong, that are solid, that are mature, so that they keep you stable, they keep you grounded. Fourthly, you need to protect your relationships. Don't be too fluid with your relationships. Honor the relationships that you have. How do you honor the relationships that you have? Three key things. One, uh, timing is important. Always consider timing. If ever you're communicating or uh, making time for a relationship, and these are small things, but it's etiquette, relational etiquette, be there on time. I always say this, if you're on time, you're actually late. Honor the time that the next person gives you. Secondly, come prepared. Uh, there's nothing that actually works against the leader's potential and productivity, like being in a meeting that people have not prepared for or where you just have to go over things and actually do preps that are supposed to be done at home. Come prepared. Come with questions. Come with answers if you are the one who's looked to for answers. Come come ready to receive. Come ready to connect. Uh, there's actually a beautiful thing I learned recently from John Maxwell in one of his uh, advices that he's recently been giving about bringing, always bring something to the table. And this is important because if you're able to bring something to the table, it can be an idea, it can be your energy, it can be your posture, it can be a gift, it can be a thought, it can be an idea, it can be exposure. But ask yourself every time you're meeting with someone, how can I honor this relationship? Because honor is rewarding someone for their difference because relationships are different. They're not always the same and they always need a different posture of who you are. Part of how I personally do this is the Pareto rule, which is the 80-20, where I give 80% of my time to 20% of the people who will give me the highest return on my investment. And again, I had to learn this the hard way because I'm quite loving and the line of work I do needs me to connect with everyone. However, I do love everyone the same, but when it comes to time, I'm very intentional about whom I invest my time with because time is an investment. I don't just spend time, but I invest my time. And I invested in leaders, I invested in people who I strongly believe are worth and are ready to receive and come prepared. There are certain relationships and moments where you will come into a space and your lack of preparation will actually eject you from that relationship. Where you will not, in fact my father taught me this, that there are certain levels that do not afford you a second chance. So if you are given a foot in the door, ensure that you honor that relationship and you pour into that relationship. In conclusion, as we bring in our plane for landing, it's very important for you as well to separate your relationships because your next level within leadership, within growth is wrapped in skin. 
What does this mean? Oftentimes, you'll be re, you'll be introduced to a relationship that will take you to the next level of thinking, the next level of exposure, the next level of accountability, the next level. It will push you to get, and oftentimes, it comes wrapped in skin. But if you do not identify and recognize that relationship and are able to separate it, you might be familiar and casual with the relationship that you're supposed to be honoring and prioritizing. So ensure that you separate the relationships. One of the greatest leaders to live, which was the Lord Jesus Christ, we look at his leadership where he had the 70 that he led, he had the 12 disciples, he had the three, and he had the one who was most close to him. And I love that model of leadership because all of them were leaders and all of them had time and access, but not all of them had the same access to the same information, to the same experiences. For example, when multitudes were being fed, he was with the 12. However, when he was in the garden uh, before his uh, crucifixion, he only had three who had to pray with him and stay with him. Uh, at the Mount of Transfiguration, there were three. Uh, at the foot of the cross, there was one. So you always ask yourself, who is this person that I'm pouring into? Who is this person that I need to invest time with who will stick for the long haul? So what am I saying as we bring in our plane for landing as leaders? The depth of the relationship should determine the depth and speed of your response. And this speaks of priorities. You need to check the depth and the quality of relationship because that will inform you of the energy and the priority. Lest you prioritize relationships that you're not supposed to be prioritizing. Honor relationships of high priority. Give them pre preferential treatment and ensure that you respond speedily to those relationships. So my challenge to you, before the challenge, maybe let me just give you practical steps of how you can apply this. For those who are maybe, I want to start building healthy, quality relationships. And here I am, I do not know how. Just going to give you practical steps when you meet someone and you want to pursue a relationship, what do you do? The thing, the first thing to note is, and this is part of how you can apply this lesson for today, is the 30-second rule, which I love so much. Within 30 seconds, say something that affirms and appreciates the person. So if you're meeting someone for the first time within 30 seconds, Find something that you can affirm, appreciate, compliment from that person because people gel and connect more with people whom are likable and compliments make you likable. So within 30 seconds, say something that affirms and appreciates the person. Compliment the people. Show interest in people, number two, because there's nothing as a deal breaker or pet peeve for me as being in a meeting or connecting with someone who seems disinterested. And even your body language, there's quite a lot. There's an episode we did recently that speaks of communicating through your body. So ensure that your body language, your energy, your attitude, because again, attitude is a choice. Uh, you can't be saying, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. If that's the case, go back to sleep and wake up again and come back with a proper attitude. So show up and show interest in people. Uh, ask yourself, what is unique and special about this relationship that I have? And place the spotlight on that. So say the right words to the people at the right time. Be sensitive, as I spoke earlier, to time and place. And pay attention to the context of the relationship. And be sensitive to that relationship and how that person might prefer receiving information from you. And I hope this has been helpful for you. And I think this is an episode that I encourage you to head over to our website or wherever you consume this podcast and download the episode notes because there's quite a lot of good new relational nutrients that were shared here that I'd like to see you live out and begin to implement in your leadership. So your leadership challenge or task for this week is which relationship are you going to nurture this week that's aligned to your purpose? 
what relationship are you going to nurture this week that's aligned to your purpose i want you to begin to do a relational audit and ask yourself which relationships do i have and identify one that you're gonna nurture that's aligned to your purpose thank you so much for being part of this episode and i believe it's added value to your relational leadership until we meet again wherever you consume your content please rate and leave a review for us it helps us know how we can continue to add value to you and it helps us reach more leaders if you are leading a, a team share the content with them i strongly believe it will also add to their leadership acumen till we meet again next time continue to take your lead Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.nzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.